0: It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time hearing my voice. I'm Izzy Miller. I am a mindset strategist. I am a retreat host. And I am just super duper, duper passionate about helping people to not become the best version of themselves because that's a bit wishy-washy. What does that really mean? Are we saying that we're not our best right now? No. What I'm into is helping people feel their best, because ultimately when we feel our best, we feel strong, we're more resilient, we're more motivated, we feel like things are going our way. And maybe they are, maybe they aren't. The point is that things are going and we are seeing them as going our way, which is why we feel so good. And when we feel so good and we think things are going our way, more things go our way. And that leads me right into today's topic. I hit Instagram asking what you wanted me to talk about today, and I loved one of your suggestions. I can't remember who suggested it, but someone said they really wanted to understand how to have a productive 2024 and get what you want out of it. So a bit of a long wordy title, but a great intention behind it. This person, and hopefully you too, wants to get ahead, Wants doesn't want to get to this time next year thinking, I wish I had got more out of the year, but not really knowing how to get that out of the next year. So this is where I come in. Hopefully I'm gonna shed some light on how you can have the 2024 that you want, how you can set yourself up for it now rather than waiting until January. And maybe some resources that you can go to when you're maybe feeling a little bit stuck. So as always, these are things that I do and have done and I've seen amazing results from. So I am here sharing this with you, not because I get paid a single penny to do this, but because, as I said at the beginning, I want to help you feel your best and live your best goddamn life. That's what we are all here wanting to do, right? Right. So I beg you, don't just listen to this, but actually take something from it. So if you have a pen and paper with you, make some notes, jot things down as we go along, pause this podcast any way you want so you can actually right now do the things that I'm suggesting that you do rather than waiting and forgetting about it, because hey, that's what I would do too if I waited. If you can't, then jot it down in your calendar for a time when you know you have some free time to do the thing that I'm suggesting. It's a busy time of year, but if you want to have a productive 2024, then it starts now. The prep work starts here, not on the 1st of January. It can do, it can do, and there's no harm in that. 1st of January, 1st week of January, the 25th of March. It is not too late to change your 2024 around. But if you're listening to this, then let's get started now. Okay, enough rambling. Number one, this is something that I did last year and have actually signed up to do again this year. And that is find a good goal setting workshop. The one that I do is sort of in line with Manifestation um, and Law of Attraction. So it's run by Francesca Amber. Um, <laughs> it was a little bit all over the place last year because I think she had some technical issues. Um, so we ended up doing it at the end of the first week of January, I believe. But it was still really good. Um, and a bunch of other people have goal-setting workshops and sort of intention-setting workshops, um, As well, I did a really quick Google and there was someone called Martha Brooke that came up. Hers looked quite good. Just Google it and you'll find loads of people. Now, they tend to run these sessions on New Year's Eve, I believe it is. Yeah, New Year's Eve. So you've done this goal setting workshop. You're all prepped, all pumped, ready for when the clock goes 1st of December. That didn't really make much sense, but you know what I mean. So you can do that. Um, go and do the Francesca Amber workshop or go and find one of your own. I am also here to do one-to-ones um, if you want those. I don't, you know, push out my coaching because I'm focusing on speaking and running retreats. But I am always here. If you resonate with what I say and you kind of want a little bit of guidance, then feel free to message me on Instagram at izzy.miller underscore. Or how else could you contact me? You can email me at inquiries at uh, or, well, I have a coaching email as well, izziemillercoaching at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, go to my website, uh, www.izziemiller.com, I-Z-Z-I-E, you can see my name on the podcast, um, and you can, I believe, literally book one in through the website, I believe, I believe so, or you can book in an intro call. Either way, give it a go, or you can send me a message through my website and get in contact with me there. However, If Christmas, because understandably these online workshops and my one-to-ones are paid for services, Um, so if Christmas has got your bank balance at a big fat zero um, or lower than you'd like it to be, then the following simple exercise is one that I've done through these workshops and... I would say, is like the main thing that you would take from these workshops if you were to do them. So, hey, I'm telling you about it for free, so you don't have to do the workshops if you don't want to or can't. So, I actually found that when I did the goal setting workshop last year, I really struggled to think of specific goals that I wanted to achieve in 2023. And so I ended up writing down a bunch of goals that I hadn't really thought through properly, that I just thought sounded cool. And, well, I achieved half of them, but the other half, like, I don't even want to achieve anymore um, because my priorities and my goals have completely shifted. But this priorities activity... I have stuck to throughout the whole year and it has really, really helped me. And when I looked back at my goals that I'd set before 2023, they were so out of alignment with where I am now. There were things like buy a Land Rover, Def- Land Rover Defender, be monetized on YouTube and be doing YouTube videos every single week. There were things like have a, get a book deal and all things inspired by where my head was at at the end of 2022. But the thing was, is my head wasn't really, when I say strategic, that sounds quite cold, but I didn't really know what I wanted. So I was just putting things down for the sake of it. Whereas when this workshop asked me to think about what I wanted my priorities to be in 2023, that was actually something that I really stayed true to. Too. So I've just gone and got my journal from when I did this goal-setting workshop at the end of 2022. And it says 2023 priorities. One, accelerating growth in the mindset slash self-improvement space. Two, being bold in business. And three, recognising and maximising moments of fun, adventure and connection. Now, how did I get on to these three priorities? Well... I started by doing something called Wheel of Life. Now, you, again, don't have to do a goal-setting workshop or pay any money to do this. Just search on Google Wheel of Life and then click on Images and there'll be tons of pictures of these wheels of life. Now, what this is, is it is a circle that has a bunch of different categories. I can't remember how many categories there are, maybe seven, Uh, things like... um, personal development, career, finance, all areas of your life. And what it asks you to do is rate those areas out of 10. Um, Not like how amazing is it, but how satisfied are you with it? Like compared to where you'd want it to be or where it could be, where would you place it? And when you do this for each of these areas of your life, you eventually like can see as plain as day, which areas you kind of need to do some work on or want to do some work on. So you might find that your finance category is like at a two. And so that's kind of screaming to you, maybe you want to do something about that in 2024. Maybe your relationships or your, your friends and family section is quite low. You've been being a little bit of a recluse lately. And actually, because you wanna work on your finances and your career, that's probably not gonna change too much in 2024. So although it's low, maybe it's not quite the priority for 2024. And so when you look around this wheel of life, you'll get some clarity on what it is that you actually want to achieve, rather than having to specify straight away specific goals and wish list items that you want. So when you've done this wheel of life, Have a think about what your top three priorities for 2024 are going to be. Writing down on mine, being bold in business, really, really helped me with decision-making and just with, like, keeping my head on straight this year. There were a couple of, like, moments with the retreat, right? From even deciding to do it, knowing that my priority this year was to be bold in business helped with that decision, kind of made it a no-brainer. When I was at the retreat, there was, I, I thought that the more money you pay people, the more respect you gain from them. That was kind of just my impression. However, this retreat, I rented out a 2 million euro villa. We had a full day trip on a yacht and so much more. And there was one instance where someone, I paid a huge amount of money for something, just did not give me the service or treat me uh, and, you know, the guests in the way that I would have expected, having paid them that amount of money. And so I could return to this priority of being bold in business in stating, not aggressively, um, that I didn't feel like I'd been given what I deserved. And whilst I still ended up paying them the full amount and, you know, nothing really... Different occurred as a result of me stating these things and stating how I felt. I was respecting myself, I was sticking up for myself and my company by making it clear that I hadn't been treated the way that they had kind of implied that I would be. So, being bold in business again, that is a priority that has really helped give me clarity this year. Um, accelerating growth in the mindset slash self improvement space that's obviously the area where my career is in. Um, and so that's definitely stayed up as a priority. I've worked consistently day in, and day to give myself growth in that space. And I've seen that um, and third of all, recognising and maximising moments of fun, adventure and connection. Because my partner and I focus so much on our work at the minute and it's a massive priority of ours, we can sometimes be less present or also have less opportunity for moments together. You know, there's the the weekend comes along and whilst we decrease the amount of structure that we have on a weekend, we're still working a lot of the time and we are still putting a lot of our money into our businesses rather than spending it on trips away and activities and fuel and things like that. So when we, when I was thinking about, okay, what do I want my 2023 to look like? I wasn't thinking, right, well, I want to go on five trips away with Jordan. I want to make sure we get a holiday in because I don't know what's going to happen throughout the year. Instead, by scrapping these goals and looking at priorities, I realized that all I wanted from 2023 was to make sure that the opportunities we did have, and I get trips away all the time through work and Jordan often comes with me because it's at no extra expense to the company. He just hops in the car with me and we stay at some really nice hotels and Airbnbs. And so I knew that we were going to be going away in 2023, but it was how we were going to be going away that I wanted to look at. So not just having fun, adventure and connection, but recognising when there are moments that I can have fun and experience adventure and experience connection was what I really wanted to be a priority. Being aware of the moments, whether they're at home, whether they're at family's houses or whether they are away in Italy, it doesn't matter. Fun, adventure and connection can be found anywhere only if I recognised that there was the possibility of it. So to say that those three priorities have helped guide my 2023 and make it as successful as it has been would be an understatement. And I would highly, highly, as a result, recommend that you figure out what your three priorities are for 2024. I haven't done mine yet. I'm going to be waiting for the new year goal setting party to do that. And I'm really, really excited. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm kind of sad to at the idea of letting go of being bold in business. Maybe I will carry it forward into 2024 with me. Maybe it will... Merge in with something else I don't know but it's exciting okay so feel free to pause the podcast here to go away and do the wheel of life and then to figure out what you want your three priorities to be try not to make them specific to a particular outcome but specific to an attitude towards the day-to-day as mine have been okay Onto one that does not involve writing down, or maybe it it will if you decide to make it that way. Creating a fresh space. So your environment has so much to do with your motivation, your productivity levels, your ability to focus. So if you can get that right before the new year or just as you get into the new year, then you are going to maximise your potential of making 2024 the most productive yet. And getting out of that year what you want. So, decide a day when you are going to start, <laughs> because the likelihood is, New Year's Eve you're either going to be hammered and wake up on <laughs> New Year's Day, absolutely hungover and not want to do any of this stuff, which is fair enough. Or you're going to be spending the New Year with friends and family, in which case you probably won't get much time to yourself. Or I don't know. I don't know what you're up to, but the chances of you being free on New Year's Day to have like the whole day to get or even half a day to get your self and your home and your life in order, ready for the fresh start that you want, is probably quite low. So decide now, get out your diary, get out your phone, get out your calendar, decide on the day that you are going to allocate to focus on creating a fresh space, a fresh space mentally and a fresh space physically. When is that day going to be if the 1st of Jan isn't possible for you? And on this day, I want you to have a clear out. Make sure you have at least half a day. And when I say half a day, I mean either you wake up at like 6am and you have until 1pm or you have from like 1pm to 11pm. Make it a significant amount of time where you can... Make a mess of your house whilst you tidy things up While, where you can put down the Christmas tree and get rid of the decorations. I'm not a Grinch and I will be keeping my decorations up. F- well, I don't actually know. I, I don't know when I'm going to take my Christmas decorations down. I do love my decorations and I love the feel of warmth and joy and peace that they give to the space. So I I don't like the idea of taking them down on the 1st of January, but I also love the idea of on the 1st of January starting afresh and just clearing it all out, ready for the new year. Otherwise, what could happen is, and I think this is what partly contributes to the January blues, you have your Christmas decorations up, you've had the high of Christmas, the high of New Year... The 1st of January goes by, you get to like the 6th of January before you think, right, let's take the Christmas decorations down. And then it's this headspace of, oh, well, the lounge doesn't quite look so magical or as festive. It all looks a little bit drab, unless maybe you have some decor that you take out to replace with the place, the Christmassy stuff with. So that can kind of contribute to this idea of we've had the fresh start of the new year but yet now I'm taking away that, some of that magic and putting it back in the shed or in the loft. So finding some way, if it's not the 1st of January, to enjoy this freshness of a new year, I think is a really powerful, and I guess kind of spiritual experience. That sounds really woo-woo, but you know what I mean. So that could be taking down decorations you know, earlier than you kind of want because you recognise you want to, know, not feel sad about the fact that Christmas is gone but feel excited about the new year. Maybe it's that you don't have a very very large space, you don't have many decorations and so your focus for 2024 is your work or your side hustle. So what you're going to do is dedicate some time to sort out your desk, to go through all of the paper and the, like, the folders and the... Just the crap that maybe you have in cupboards, in filing systems, on your laptop even, going through your like you, your files and things to create a fresh load of storage on your laptop is gonna make you feel so much more ready to attack the new year. Tidying your desk. Or maybe it's having a deep clean. Either you do the deep clean, which will feel like you're more connected to it, or you invite a cleaner around to do a deep clean for you. And really appreciating the fact that this is a fresh start. I'm not going to go on about it anymore, but please do it. <laughs> if you don't decide a date and stick to that date, it will not happen. And then you'll get to like the second week of January and be like, oh, <laughs> oh, this doesn't feel quite right. Can I start now? Can I not? Mm. Okay. Next one. After figuring out your priorities, what I want you to do is make some plans now, like right now. You can leave it to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, or the beginning of January if you want to. But Jordan, my partner, and I did a podcast a while ago that you may remember. If you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend you go and listen to it. I can't remember what it's called, but it says something about like a special guest. um, And it's that one. In this podcast, we were talking about, don't worry, I won't do (laughs) too many spoilers. We were talking about how Jordan really wants to put on some size in the new year he's always been like slightly skinny long and lanky um which I personally love (laughs) but he wants to increase his muscle mass and prove to himself that he is capable of putting on muscle because he's he's kind of never really found a way to take on that that side that style of build and what he decided was hell He's not going to wait until the new year. He wanted to get started. So in September, I think it was, maybe a little bit earlier. I can't remember when the podcast came out. We were sitting outside and it was baking hot. So it must have been August, September time. So there you go. And So he got a gym membership and he started going consistently to the gym. He started eating, is it 3,000 calories, 3,500? I don't know, a ridiculous amount of calories. It's like double, at least double the amount that I have. And he started doing it so he could prove to himself, prove to his future self that he is capable of it right now. He doesn't need to wait until his phone tells him that it's the 1st of January to start making this change. He's going to do it now. So that's what I want you to do. I'm not saying go get that gym membership now unless you want to. but I'm saying make some plans now i.e. book in your holidays. If you've realised through the Wheel of Life that you, like, your... I can't remember what the word is. Maybe it's adventure... Uh, I don't, uh, Free time? I don't know what it's called. um But there is a section for, like, hobbies and, and adventures and activities and things like that. Maybe you've realised that yours is really low and that is an area that you want to prioritise in 2024. So in your priorities you've written down, I don't know, something like creating meaningful memories for me and my family which might equate to holidays and it could end up being a whole like plethora of unexpected things that you couldn't even write down in a list of goals because they're way better than you ever imagined when you wrote down this priority then find something that you do want to do rather than creating a goal where, oh, I'm going to do this. Actually decide on something now and put it in your calendar. So you are not just writing down your priorities, but you are saying, look at me, universe. Look at me, God. Look at me, future Izzy. (laughs) Whoever it is that you talk to in your mind, look at me. I've not just set my priorities, but I'm actually doing something about it right bloody now, okay? So maybe you want to have, yeah, more memories with your family. Well, book in something now. Maybe you've decided, look, life's short. I want to go to Lapland for Christmas next year. Well, those holidays book up, and if you don't do it soon, you won't have the chance to do that. So do something around that thing that you feel lack for, that you want to change, or that you want to be more productive in, do it now. Maybe you want to write a book in 2024 and your priority is to write more consistently each day. Then write a chapter of that book today. You don't have to wait. Um, So I will give you a couple of examples of how I did this. So I realised that, so obviously one of my priorities is recognise and maximise moments of fun, adventure and connection. So there is a girl that I've known since I was eight, so that was a very long time, and she's been my best friend ever since I was eight. So I decided that she lives so far away from me and the only way to kind of stay in touch we both have really busy lives she's in a really demanding job she's been doing masters and all sorts she's now a good boyfriend and I'm really busy too so I realized the best way to keep connected to her was to schedule like monthly or fortnightly calls and to also like if I'm on social media and I see something that I think she'd find funny then to just send it to her as a little like I'm thinking of you and so we had consistent calls and I booked that in. I literally didn't wait until the 1st of January. I messaged her and said, hey, can we schedule in a call? Um, it would be great to like make it more consistent going forwards and just like book it in like it's a meeting and just catch up and chat. And we did. And it was lovely. I also have a how old is she? How do, 15, a 15 year old sister. And I really wanted I didn't put this on my priorities list, but it was on sort of a wish list. List. Um, I put on there that I wanted to be somebody that she calls or messages when she has a problem. I wanted to be that kind of sister. We are very, very different and different in a way that makes it more challenging to get on with each other um, and to have a strong relationship. And so the thing that I did, the action that I took to make that priority a reality was I put in my calendar, and it's still there now, every Sunday at like midday or something, message Felicity. Just a little reminder to myself to send a message to my sister so that at least once a week I was messaging her so that she knew that I was thinking of her um, and reminding her that I'm there if she needs me. Not by saying that, but by showing that, that I'm there. And also alongside that, if she was to call me, which she sometimes does randomly, or message me, I would reply as soon as I could. Um, I think I've got a little slack with that recently with the messages because she sends me these random reels that are just the weirdest things. I don't know what 15 year olds watch on TikTok, but yeah, it is weird. And actually, that was a big success. There was something um, quite significant that um, happened in her life. um, And she told me about it, something that I would never have thought she'd tell me about. She did tell me about. And that was really like a really proud moment for me to, that my priority and that I'd set at the beginning of 2023 was to be someone that she could call when she did. And so, yeah, that was really amazing, but I don't think it would have happened if I hadn't set out to achieve that or to aim for that at the beginning of the year. So again, it wasn't like I'm going to do this every single week It was because I I didn't message every time that that reminder came up, but I use it as a reminder to message her and an attitude to bring into the year rather than a goal and a tick list thing to do. It was an attitude I was bringing in in order to hopefully achieve a loose and vague outcome, which I achieved. And secondly, the other one that I put in um, that I did last year and I'm actually doing this year was I really wanted to have consistent boxing PT sessions. So, like doing pad work, sparring, doing a bit of fitnessy stuff for half an hour, kind of every five days ish, slash once a week. And so, I didn't wait until the new year to start that. I started actually in October and kept that consistent. Um, I did want to do some, like, yoga mindfulness session. And as much as I tried to book that in, and I tried, I tried booking it in with, like, two or three different places. And either the classes were cancelled, the person was sick, they no longer were running them, everything and anything happened to stop me doing it. So I just... released that one. I released it and said, you know what, this is a sign. I did a ballet, tried a ballet class um, to replace kind of the yoga Pilates thing that I was aiming for. And that just yet did not go well. So I put that one to one side. However, one of my um, things that I am like setting um, the plan of doing for twenty twenty four is getting back into horse riding. So I used to do a lot of horse riding when I was younger. I loaned a horse at one point. I was a massive horse girl, <laughs> not for a really long period of time, but intensely for a short period of time. To the point where I would like buy secondhand saddles and stirrups, and I just love fiddling with them. Just the feel of it, the sound of it, the smell of it. Ugh, oh, I was obsessed. Okay. So I am not waiting until the new year to get started with that. I've actually, as of about an hour ago, booked in an assessment lesson at a local stables, which I am so excited about. It's also going to link in with one of my other priorities, which is going to be like probably something like recognising and maximising moments of self-connection. So last year was about recognising maximising moments with other people, but This year, I have done some work to try and create systems and habits that allow me to connect more with myself because I live 24-7 with my partner. So I really have to try and implement some things to help me have moments with me. And I found in the last few months ways that are quite effective of doing that. But I want to increase that next year. And these horse riding lessons, which mean I'm going to be out of the house for like an hour or two, will be a really great way for me to do that. So I'm super excited. I will keep you updated on how the horse riding goes. I might go try it and think, oh my gosh, this is no longer for me. But it's a really nice way of me hopefully trying to connect to that little girl, that little 12-year-old who was pony mad um, only a number of years ago. So very excited for that. So have a think now. What actions can you take right now? What things can you put in the diary? What things can you get booked? What people can you speak to? What can you do in your house that back up the priorities you've set? What can you do? Okay, on to the final three. If productivity is what you are after in 2024, obviously the person who asked for this question was saying, how can I have a productive 2024 and get what I want from it? Well, I was recently speaking to somebody who was struggling to stay focused with work and their productivity was absolutely sinking. They were telling themselves, I don't have enough time. And like just this feeling of this wave of work being washed over them that they couldn't didn't have time to complete. But the thing was, is they actually had really struggled with time management and focus. And so they actually did have plenty of time and not actually that much work to do. But because they were so in their head and they hadn't found a system that worked for them, they were consistently struggling with the workload. So if that sounds a bit like you, you struggle with motivation, productivity, time management, then I would highly, highly recommend using the whole of January, setting an intention for January to try out a whole bunch of different time management methods when i first went self employed my dad recommended to me the a like time blocking method which was where i would split up the day into morning mid-afternoon and then evening, and within that there would be like two blocks. So two blocks in the morning, two blocks in the afternoon, two blocks in the evening. And I would, he made me a whole spreadsheet and I would do like assign something to each of those blocks um, and and colour code it as well. And that was really quite helpful. However, I didn't stick with it. It was helpful when I was just starting out and helped me to create a a system and some structure, which if I hadn't have had, I think going self-employed would have been a lot harder than it was. I obviously don't know. But yeah, going from having to complete stuff at work to kind of having a completely free schedule, it really did give me some guidance. But afterwards, I found that I was able to have the same level of productivity without that. And actually, what that time blocking method had shown me or proven to me was that If I just set my mind to doing something, I could get it done. So I didn't need time blocks. All I needed was a decisive headspace where I could say, "Yep, I'm going to do that now. Realistically, it's only going to take 10 minutes. So let's just get it done. Like sending an email, I would think in my head, oh, this is going to take me ages. But because through practicing this time blocking, I had to get it done within a specific specific block of time. I realized that when I put my head down and did it, I could do it and it really did not take as long as I thought. So that was really helpful for that and taught me something else, even though I didn't keep hold of the time blocking. But there are so many different methods. I think Grace Beverly uses one where oh, what's it called? Oh, it has got a really fancy long name that you don't really need to know. but it's like you create a uh, draw a cross, so a cross that leads you to have four different blocks, so a line down the middle and a line in the middle uh <laughs> landscape what's the word uh horizontal a vertical line and a horizontal horizontal I'm not explaining this very well and it's something like you'll have to research this but it's looking at the urgency of the tasks that you feel you need to do so that you end up getting the most urgent ones done first but other than the urgency i can't remember what the other question is that you ask yourself google it grace beverly's time management thing she's got a book all about it what's the i can't remember what the book's called um oh yeah working hard hardly working i think yeah um so if you want to try that one but also what's his name um as you can tell my memory is not (laughs) the best ali abdul I think that's how you pronounce his name, on YouTube, has some amazing videos for productivity and all sorts. He's got probably like 10 different ones on productivity and they are crazy helpful. Um, so I would highly recommend going to watch some of his videos because you will just get served on a platter in the space of 10, 15 minutes, a bunch of like 5, 10 different time management or productivity methods that you can try. I would recommend not just giving one a go for a day and then moving on to the next one, but giving it a go for a week or like four or five days because you won't know whether it works until you've tried it consistently. And it might take a while to get your head around. So yeah, of all of the suggestions I just gave you, I would recommend watching Ali Abdul's video. Okay, and our penultimate one for how to have a productive 2024 and get what you want out of it is reflect on the previous year. This is vital, people. Vital, okay? (laughs) If you're writing notes, write down the word VITAL in capital letters. And this is a two-part process in my head. First of all, I want you to celebrate what went well. Celebrate everything you achieved in 2023. Because in your head, if, it ha- if there have been some moments in 2023 that didn't go the way you wanted it to, or the goals that you wrote down, you are nowhere near close to. Um, like for me, I wrote down I wanted to have a Land Rover Defender and have a book deal. I don't have either of those things, but arguably potentially, like, not going to go into it now. Arguably, I don't necessarily want one or two of those things. So rather than looking at what you haven't achieved, what I want you to do is celebrate what went well, what did happen, what holidays did you go on, what moments of connection did you have, what people do you now know that you didn't know before, what things do you have that you always wanted that you now have? Acknowledge just how much you've achieved. Take a blank piece of paper or a blank notes page in your phone and write down everything you've accomplished, achieved the small things and the big things, right? And then number two, so pause that here and do that celebration one and then go on to then press play when you're ready. Have the courage to be honest with yourself. What did you like and what did you not like about how you showed up in 2023? And the reason why it's difficult to do this but so important to do this is that if you don't do this exercise, then you will likely end up making the same mistakes and being the same person and bringing the same attitude and habits into the next year. Now, it's not to say that your 2023 was bad because of who you were, but if you don't look at that person, you don't look at what you did well and what you maybe didn't like so much, then you aren't going to know, you're not going to be self-aware enough to make the changes. So one example is I, through reflecting on the previous year, have realised that Jordan and I have resorted to watching tv a lot in the evening um it's kind of become the standard like that's just what we do now and watching tv in the same place at home is never going to give you amazing memories yes we have some nice moments watching some like christmas films recently but even having like some mold wine or making things a little bit different it still limits your ability to make memories and I want to be able to look back and have tons of memories and things that make me smile about the previous year. So what I've decided and Jordan and I have shaken on this kind of a bit nerve wrackingly is that for January, we are not going to allow ourselves to watch any TV in the evenings. No YouTube, no films, no series, nothing. We can watch a little bit of YouTube or whatever in our own time or for work purposes during the day and in the morning. But at night in like after 7pm, nothing. We can go on our phones, um... And we also can't use that time to work because I knew if I didn't bring in that caveat, we would end up doing that. Okay, no TV, means after dinner, we're going to end up working. If we need to, or if we really want to on a rare occasion, we absolutely can do that. And that's not to say that we won't be, like I'm not going to be posting on socials in the evenings and using my phone for a couple of work purposes. But I am intrigued. A while ago, that wasn't too too long ago, we didn't have TVs and we didn't have tech. So what were people doing in the evenings? And I, I reached out on Instagram and I asked, what do you guys do that isn't watching TV or using tech? And loads of you guys said, reading a book, um, playing board games, colouring. You gave so many suggestions and it made me a little nervous and scared, but also really excited to really give it a go in January. So the whole month we are going to experiment and try out the things that humanity used to do before technology came along so that's jigsaws that's reading that's coloring that's yeah maybe we might play the odd like video game uh jordan really jordan has a ps5 that he loves playing and he's got like Mario Kart games and and things on there or whatever it is (laughs) I I don't know and that definitely will has more of an ability to help you connect with somebody than watching tv with them because you're kind of working as a team or you're competing Um, so whilst that won't be the norm that will be something that we potentially do and we've already got started on this we are watching tv in the evenings but quite often we will read next to each other again we're not waiting to the new year to do these things we're starting them now and we actually have been loving it sitting next to each other reading a book so again i realized that no, I I don't feel bad for the amount that we've worked over the last year and the amount that we've worked has meant that we've wanted to relax and just turn on TV in the evening. And we've actually connected over a bunch of shows that we never used to watch and a bunch of like YouTube channels. And that's great and all, but I want to see where can we get to, where can our relationship get to if we take away the tech in the evenings? So buzzing about that. Um, That's just an idea of something I've reflected on and not necessarily loved about myself and my attitude towards my day-to-day in the last year and how I plan to change that. So celebrate everything that you are proud of and what went well in the last year. I asked my retreat attendees to do this recently, um, the last guests I had on my retreat, and some of them did it properly. They wrote for pages and pages in their journal sent me a picture of their journal with a list of all the things they were proud of themselves for over the last year, they'd achieved over the last year, the things that they'd done that were outside of their comfort zone. Some of them just wrote like one for each but I would highly recommend you take half an hour out to write and reflect in full detail and if you keep a journal or a diary this is going to be easier for you because you can flick back through your journal of the last year and literally see what you've achieved see how you felt see what you got through things that maybe you might not necessarily be able to see just from a camera roll or a calendar okay and finally this is going to be like an hour-long podcast soon get started now this has been a reoccurring theme throughout this whole list of ways in which you can have a productive 2024 and get what you want out of it but I want to drive it home now. Habits won't happen at all if you don't start them. So rather than saying tomorrow, make tomorrow today. Do it today. What is something that you want to change about yourself, change about your habits, change about your attitude? Do it today. What is something that you want to start? And this is actually something that I ask a lot in my workshops and talks. I I love people to walk away with with not necessarily an action plan, but a walk away with something rather than just uh, having had a nice half an hour, hour, two hours with me. I want them to walk away with a, a little bit of a plan. So if you don't end up doing anything that I've said, which I really hope that you do, because you've spent 45 minutes listening to me. So use that. Like, if you tend to listen to my podcasts, uh, listen to them and not do anything, not act on it, then i That will massively be impacting your productivity and your degree of opportunities in 2024. So maybe an attitude, a priority to take into 2024 is to take action more often, take action on inspiration more often. That would be a lovely priority to have. And you can take that with you in your pocket and bring it with you to everything, So you have a thought, you have an idea, and usually you would maybe think, oh, I'll write that down when I'm out of the shower or when I, I do that all the time and I always forget the idea. So if I have an idea now, you best believe I'm gonna stop the podcast, I'm gonna lean out of the shower and wipe my hands and get on my phone and jot it down on my notes page. I am writing that idea down. I am taking action on inspiration. As you'll know, last week, the podcast, I was listening to another podcast at the time, a Christmas podcast, and it inspired me. So rather than think, oh, I'm going to do this later. I'm going to record a podcast on that topic later. I thought, no, no time like the present. And I got my phone out. I know the audio wasn't amazing, but I popped it down whilst I did my makeup and I recorded the podcast. And a lot of you have said that that podcast was really, really enlightening and actually quite relieving for you. So the best things happen when you do things spontaneously and you act on inspiration. So if this podcast has inspired you in any way, please take action. That action could be re-listening to it. It could be getting your notes page out or or a piece of paper and just jotting down your thoughts. It could be Googling the wheel of life, doing that exercise and the priorities exercise. It could be leaving me an amazing review on Apple Podcasts or rating this out of five stars on Spotify, depending where you're listening. It takes a matter of mere seconds, but we'll put a massive smile on my face if you do. So thank you in advance for those of you who do do that. There are a whole bunch of actions that you can take. Do you want to get into the best shape of your life in 2024? Then go out on a walk now. Go to the bathroom and do like 20 squats if you're at work at the minute and you can't just do the way you are. If you want to have more meaningful moments with your kids, then decide now that when you pick them up from school or when they come home from school, you are not going to be on your phone. You are going to put that phone down and you are going to go and be with them. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of things that you could do, but decide on something now. So going back to the actionable thing that I give my uh, uh, people who come to my workshops and talks. It's what is one thing you're going to stop and what is one thing you're going to start? What is one thing you're going to stop doing? What is one thing you're going to start doing? And that is a great place to start and a great way to end this podcast. So thank you so, so much for listening. Gosh, what is the date going to be the next time I record a podcast? It's going to be the 24th first well that's the Thursday so it'll be the 22nd you listen to this next I will have gone to London which is where I am staying for Christmas I'm staying with my brother which is new this year and I yeah don't know how it will go but I'm excited and as always if there's any topics that you want me to talk about on next week's podcast especially as it's coming out just before Christmas if there's anything you're worried about at Christmas um either about family, yourself, anything at all, please let me know. Um, As you've seen, I was given a suggestion today about this podcast and I have created a podcast on that specific topic. So if you're personally struggling with something or you want help with something, then don't feel like suggesting it is gonna be a bad idea. It could be the best idea and help so many people out. It's like what they say at school. No question is a bad question. And the person who puts the hand up the most gets the most out of session and gives the most to those around them. (sighs) I'm going to stop talking. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it.